It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. So we're being ditched by VEASAN Sports Network's Danny Burke tomorrow. Wow. He's at Lollapalooza. Oh, that's fair. Have you seen the lineup this year? Yeah. Uh, Billy Eilish, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Those are the three I'm familiar with because I'm old. I think the 1975's there too. They are. Yeah, are they good? Uh, They're like um, alternative rock, if you will. Brandon Vogel joins us, HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. Vogues, have you attended a Lollapalooza? Um, no, but for a couple of years there, Big Ten Media Days in Chicago, uh, particularly was right there on, uh, I'm forgetting the name of the street, um, used to used to cross over. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Big Ten Media Day would be the day before Lollapalooza kicked off. So you'd see, you knew it was Lollapalooza time because a lot of people would be walking around in like a vintage champion NBA jerseys. That was like the, <laughs> the hipster move six years ago. Um, so... I always knew it was like, oh, yeah, Lollapalooza is, is here again. I made it to one Lollapalooza. This would have been uh, my first year working here with Do you, Schmitty. you remember? 2019, not much. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. I had a grand old time Kidding, there. Dad. Uh- <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I think I've told this story of how we're at this, this metal show. It was awesome. It was, it's Idols, a British rock band. You know those British rockers? Like mm-hmm. they, they, they don't mess around. And I got my sunglasses stolen directly off of my face. Nice pair of sunglasses, a pair of Ray-Bans, in a mosh pit. So, like, we're in a mosh pit. Like, some guy comes up and, like, half punches me in the face and grabs my sunglasses off my face, and they fall to the ground, and the crowd shifts me away from my sunglasses, and I see this guy's hand come down and take my sunglasses, and I never saw them again. That's uh, the old uh, My Bike punk, right? Still Bones. an incredible weekend. From, uh, from Friday. That's funny. Uh, so let's dive into some football, Vogues. And I don't know how to transition from Lollapalooza to uh, the running back room. Uh, maybe we go, who's the Billie Eilish? Who's the Kendrick Lamar? Who's the Red Hot Chili Peppers of the running back room? I kind of kid. But what do you like here about uh, the options Nebraska has? Coach Barthel and, and of course, Satterfield spoke about the the running game, the importance. We know that. That's how you win in the Big Ten. But, you know, uh, if, if if I'm talking about who's the, the most, I don't want to say competent, but who's who's your every down guy right now, I'm leaning Ramir without having seen any practice. I know there's a lot of love for Gabe, and that's deserved because he's super talented. And I'm not saying he can't do what, what Ramir does, just a different body type. And then I'm intrigued by General Grant. Can Anthony unleash the fury here this uh, senior season because he's super talented. I love his home run ability. Yeah. Um, Ramirez Johnson's got to be the red hot chili peppers. Um, somehow he's only a junior. It feels like he's been around forever, <laughs> um, which is good. I'm, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad he's still here. And, uh, you know, every year it kind of feels like he's got a chance. And then, you know, sometimes he, he gets that chance and sometimes he doesn't. I think he'll, he'll get a real long look this year. So I guess that makes the Grant and um, Irvin, and you can choose which one is which, 
Eilish and Kendrick Lamar. They're both they're both Buford, Buford Georgia, Buford High School grads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Grant Grant went to Florida State and then go route. So uh, Urban was a couple years behind him. So, but they're more contemporaries, um, not the old heads like like Red Hot Chili Peppers. So that's where I'll go with that. If I had to guess right now, if I had to put a bet down on who leads Nebraska in rushing, I'd put it on Urban. Mm. Um, I think he's had. He's had a pretty good offseason. Uh, we obviously saw some of that promise his freshman year in particular and, and then didn't get to see it as Nebraska really moved way more towards the past than I think they even wanted to uh, with the way things went down last season. But I've been, I've been impressed with what I heard from him so far. You know, looking at those South Carolina offenses under Satterfield, I think last year's offense ran the ball about 30 times a game. And the year before that was 36. Their their leader in carries both years was right at 12 carries a game. And mm. then they had like two more who were out four or five, which sounds really low. But, you know, if you're old, I, I would expect Nebraska, if they run this the way they want to run it, they'll be closer to 40 carries a game than they will be 30. So that means 10 more to, to sprinkle amongst, amongst them. But his comment about they want guys to have roles – I think is good. I think it's, it's smart. It's just it's once you get into the games, it becomes hard to to parcel that out and you get to the end of the year. Like, yeah, we really like this guy. He got five areas. It's Brandon Vogel with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Shmee, can we go to the phones real quick? Pete's been hanging on patiently. Sure, Pete, go for it. What's up? How you doing? Good. What do you What do you say? I guess I guess you need to update me a little bit because I never heard uh, AJ Allen, and he was probably the most talented back we had before his injury. Uh, if he's still with the team, uh, I would say he's going to play a role. He He's going to play a big role at Miami. Oh, he, he transferred? He did, yeah. He did. Oh, that sucks. Well, I didn't know. Not, not a worry, Pete, but no, we, we liked A.J. Allen. We it's loved A.J. Allen, actually. Tough that he, uh, he hurt the collarbone last year. And uh, could you kind of uh, – Go over the fullbacks. Do we have fullbacks now, or and who who are they? Because that would probably be my second favorite uh, running back. Okay. Hey, Pete. Thanks for the phone call. We can have a fullback chat here. I mean, Bonner's the guy who got the Frank Solich tribute, but there's been other fullbacks added to the roster. Yeah. Some guys transferring yeah, in. Liebentritt was an Omaha kid yeah. that went to Notre Dame. He's transferred in as a walk-on. He's a Scott kid. It does sound like Bonner is the the leader in that room, but I still stand by what we said back in the first segment, Schmidt, and that. I'm not too sure, and I think Bonner is going to be involved in the offense mm-hmm. this year um, because of what he brings to the field. I'm still not convinced, though, that whenever you think of the fullback at Nebraska moving forward, it's going to be that that traditional guy. It's not Rathman. That, you know what, he's not going to get many <laughs> carries. He's going to come in and be primarily a blocker. I still think we're going to see some of those two running back sets with Grant and Irvin or even with Ramir Johnson and Grant or, or pick your two running backs there. And on any given play, one of those guys is going to be considered the fullback on a play, and one of the guys is going to be considered the, the running back, whoever gets the ball. Mm-hmm. I'm still of the mind that that's what we're going to see more of this year as opposed to the true traditional fullback that you think of. Vogues, does the fullback have more catches than carries this year? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, particularly if, you know, if Bonner is your starter at that position right now, I mean, I think it kind of tells you what they want to do with it. He's, he was a wide receiver last year. Um, so it's kind of that hybrid, you know, new NFL style of fullback that's, you know, part tight end, part fullback. Although, you know, we, we did hear some some, some praise for Barrett Liebentritt, you know, guy you mentioned, uh, transferred from Notre Dame, Omaha Scott alum. Um, he gives you some, some more of that, I guess, 
more traditional fullback. So if they want to get some carries from that spot, um, he, he's a guy that can do that. Trevor Ruth came in from, from Kearney, um, from Nebraska Kearney. It kind of looks like that more prototypical type there. But I think the point of having a fullback like that in today's game is because if you have the right guys, it allows you to be pretty versatile and, and create some matchup issues. So I think it'll be more of that than, you know, a guy who's asked to, to, to lead block 20 times a game and then, you know, get four carries. Um, but we'll see. Uh, you know, there's a lot of mystery still with what this offense is, but that's where I guess this is going. And whenever you talk about the, the fullback in the NFL, which I alluded to back last segment, I mean, go look at the Rams offense. Their fullback is a, a six foot two, 215 pound wide receiver in Ben Skoranek. That's the guy that they have in lining up in the backfield. And what does he do? He stresses a defense because of his ability to go out and catch passes from that fullback position. You know what? He's not unwilling to throw a shoulder into a guy, but whenever I think of what Jenner, or yeah, Jenner and Bonner's, mm-hmm. uh, impact could be on that offense. I really look at, at what the NFL is doing with their fullbacks and guys like Skoranek, who you'd never see him traditionally as a fullback, but that's what he does technically in that offense. Bogues, want to go back to the two-back set. I went to Javorski Lane, Jamar Toombs, William Floyd, Warwick Dunn as some teams that could go shotgun with two backs and then line up in the eye whenever they wanted to and, and just get downhill. Um, d- does your imagination run wild here with, you know, what Nebraska could do in the run game, and even in the play action game with uh, with a two back, with, with a two back uh, shotgun formation? And I mean, that's that's three uh, three heads you got to worry about carrying the football. Yeah, so why not go three? I mean, my mind immediately goes to the Tim Beck era. Um, the, the diamond? The diamond formation <laughs> with uh, Aaron Green, Braylon, Braylon Hurd, and Amir Abdullah. I think I, I, I remain convinced. I've never run the numbers that Nebraska averaged like 12 yards of play out of that formation, but they, they only you know showed it like four times a game, which, which probably helped keep that average up there. But, a touchdown every um, time, man. Yeah, you can, I mean, had, had wheel routes out of that. That was a ton of fun. Um, but anyway, to the two back set, I mean, certainly it's, it's possible, like, you know, from what I've watched of, of South Carolina, you know, in South Carolina is a different deal. It's like, it's kind of all you have to go on most recently with Satterfield, but you had Spencer Rattler, a different kind of quarterback. And, you know, it's just, you, you do what your talent dictates you can do. So, I mean, I think with the depth Nebraska has at running back, they'll find ways to, to get multiple backs on the field especially with somebody like Johnson, who I think is, you know, as good a pass catcher out of the backfield as they probably have at the moment. Um, they'll, they'll come up with ways if it, you know, I don't know if it'll be the traditional Tecmo Super Bowl two back shotguns set up, but um, we'll see. I mean, speaking of mystery with the offense, how much time will they be in shotgun? Mm. That'll be interesting as well. Brandon Vogel with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Brandon, I want to ask you the, the same question that I asked Schmitty back in segment one, and that's that, that the, the players that are going up in front of the media, I'm not sure if I should read into that or not. Do you read into the fact that, that Gabe Irvin's the first running back to go meet with the media here in the fall? And I know Ramir Johnson also met with the media here this morning, but do you read into the fact at all that it's, it's Gabe Irvin first, not Anthony Grant, whenever you think about a potential running back pecking order? Because he did say that you think the, the, the momentum is moving towards Gabe Irvin being that guy to take the first snap against Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. You wouldn't want to put too much into that, but it's the sort of thing I would note. Um, you know, when when those things happen, I do think it's I do think it's telling. I mean, well, we think back to the first like player access we had under this new staff, and 
January or maybe it was right before the February signing day. Um, and it was, it was chief borders, Thomas Fedoni, um, the two guys that kind of led them in their off season points system that they had and the competition that they had, those guys were chosen for a reason. And, and I do think, you know, maybe that there, and there always will be some guys who are great players could even be great leaders in their own way who would just be like, yeah, if you're not going to like tell me I got to do the media, I just rather not. And, and that's totally fine. Um, but for the most part, I think the people who get asked get asked for a reason. And I especially feel that with this staff, like there seems to be some intention behind almost everything that they do. Brandon Vogel with us from Hale Varsity at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. It's where you follow him and find him. And Vogue said it's kind of a running back day, and we'll see how things shake out moving forward with the committee, the roles, and can Nebraska hit that benchmark more times than not of 75 yards in the fourth quarter. We'll check in with you this weekend. Thanks for a few minutes today. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. There he is, Brandon Vogel in his football office. We'll get to some of your comments in the stream. Brandon and uh, Brandon will chime in with you. Moonbot7 is RSVP'd. 489-1240-800-825-5865.